the man Christ Jesus sits on the throne of glory this morning at the right hand of the majesty on high. Our Jehovah God is invisible. Being an eternal spirit, but on the throne of glory at the apex of this universe sits the man, Christ Jesus, our Savior. Your purpose for being alive, for having existence, your purpose, your worth as a man or a woman, your essence as a person, your identity is what I mean by the word essence as a person, your destiny that you were created to fulfill, your value for taking up space in this universe is all determined by your love of the Lord Jesus Christ. To the degree you play with the world, letting your job become more important than it should be, your education more important than it should be, both are worthless in comparison to this goal, your family, your children, your health, all those things are irrelevant in comparison to growing in grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we sing about Him today, as we read about Him today, as we preach and hear and think and talk about Him today, we want to bring our attention and our affection where it belongs with Him. I am His ambassador. He is the High King of Heaven. He sits on the throne of glory. And He might even do amusing things like making me one of His servants. But I will be faithful to Him. And He had better be the end all of your life. Your life is worthless tripe without Him. You are taking up space and polluting this world with all that you leave behind. Where is your heart this morning? We all know where your heart is. And He perfectly knows where your heart is. Your heart is where your treasure is. Your treasure is where you make your investments. Where you spend your time. What gets you excited. What you like to do. That is your investment. That is your treasure. And that tells us where your heart is. May we right now confess our sins that we get distracted and that we are foolish and that we would make Him our treasure by investing in Him over the next few hours to give Him all of our attention and affection. David of the Old Testament and Paul of the New Testament were probably, from what we're able to read in Scripture, the greatest lovers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Those Messianic Psalms, one of which we're about to read of David, Show us His heart. The Apostle Paul breaking forth into praise to the Lord Jesus Christ at various places in his epistles. Show us His heart's affection for the Lord Jesus Christ. He would say that the love of Christ constrained him. It was like a straitjacket on his life. I fear for some of you that there isn't a straitjacket on your life. 
You bounce to and fro with the foolish little gadgets of this world and the foolish little pursuits in comparison to knowing Christ. What savour will you give Him today? I'm going to preach Jesus Christ. It won't be very well done because it's from me. But the truth is well done because it's in the Word of God. You are either going to be a savour of death unto death or a savour of life unto life. And it's my prayer, it's my aim, it's my effort that the savour, the incense, the aroma that comes up from each of us today is a savour of life unto life and is glorious in His nostrils. Let me read to you the second psalm. Keeping in mind that the primary fulfillment of these 12 verses was at the crucifixion of Jesus Christ and the 40 years following. This is quoted and used in Acts chapter 4 about Herod and Pontius Pilate. And I want you to notice that the middle verse, verse 7, is about his resurrection. It is not about his birth. It is not about his incarnation. And it certainly isn't about his eternal generation. It is about his resurrection. Because this is a coronation psalm. This psalm and the words in it were spoken in in Revelation 5, though they're not there for you to see, when Jesus ascended into the presence of God, these words were spoken to him after his resurrection. Psalm 2. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against His anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall He speak unto them in His wrath and vex them in His sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree. The Lord hath said unto me, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession." Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings. Be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son, lest He be angry and ye perish from the way when His wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in Him. Amen Amen and Amen. The resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, His ascension into heaven, His coronation, glorification, and exaltation all wrapped up there in the 7th verse. This all took place 2,000 years ago, though His reign continues to the present day, that He reigns with a rod of iron dashing the nations in pieces and judging among the heathen. He has come as far as the Piedmont of the Carolinas and has saved us by His grace. And I trust that today, with the power of His resurrection, the glory of His exaltation, that the Gentiles assembled in this place 
have come willingly. Because you better here, be here willingly because He knows your heart's status before Him in perfect knowledge. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. David and Joab took the stronghold of Zion as it was called here on earth that was ruled by the Jebusites, but the Lord Jesus Christ is in heaven in the heavenly Zion, and out of the fortress of Zion comes forth the rod of His strength to destroy all of His enemies and to save His people with an everlasting salvation. He has the dew of His youth forever, and He is our King and Priest forever. He is our Lord in Christ. The Apostle Peter used this psalm on the day of Pentecost to remind Israel that they should know assuredly that God had made that same Jesus whom they had crucified both Lord and Christ. That is why we use the words Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is our ruler as our Lord. He is our Savior as our Christ. He is our King as our Lord and ruler. He is our priest as our mediator and Savior. We want to see both sides of Him, brethren. You cannot play with this Son of God on His throne. That's why it says, Kiss the Son, lest He be angry and ye perish from the way when His wrath is kindled but a little. And we want to embrace the Savior because it is He that we're going to remember at the Lord's Supper shortly who laid down His life for us. All wrapped up in our Lord and Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ. Your purpose, your worth, your essence, your identity, your destiny, your value, your reputation in heaven or on earth depends on how much you love the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to exhort the two men that are joining us today that they will be examples of loving the Lord Jesus Christ to the rest of us and to their wives and to their children. I exhort all of you to be an example of loving the Lord Jesus Christ to the two of them. That together we will be a church where Jesus Christ always has the preeminence. I cannot say it loud enough. Though I could stoop deeper into the street language, if that's what you need, your life is dung without loving Christ. There are no accomplishments on earth that amount to anything. And there's no one in this room that's going to amount to anything anyway. So get over yourself and get into Him for the glory of Christ Jesus. I love every one of you and I want you to be the best that you can be in this world. But the best that you can be in this world is to first love the Lord Jesus Christ. Then see what doors He can open for you. You can't open anything. He has the keys of David. Let us pray. Father in heaven, you know that we are thankful for all the kind blessings we receive every day. You know that we lay before thee the needs of our nation and our thanksgiving for our government. And you know that we care for the rest of your kingdom and all of its churches throughout the earth and their pastors. Heavenly Father, we only have one petition today. Help us to love your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, more than we have before. Heavenly Father, our flesh is so weak. It's so wicked. It's so false. It's so foolish. It deceives us. 
Our hearts are deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. They lie to us. They distract us. We get waylaid during the week and we have come into your house, the house of the Lord Jesus Christ, the house of the God of heaven, where He makes habitation by His Spirit with His saints. And we pray that You will arrest our thoughts and that You will gather up our affections and place them on the Lord Jesus Christ. We ask for a measure of Your Holy Spirit sent forth from the throne room of heaven for the sake of Your New Testament church, that You will stir us up. Heavenly Father, we need the power of Your Spirit to see the Lord Jesus Christ. We want to hear Him in the singing. We want to see Him on the pages of Scripture. We want to embrace Him in our hearts. We want to repudiate the things that distract us and entice us during the week. Oh Lord, help us. Heavenly Father, lift us up in the ways of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us see that you have set your King upon your holy hill of Zion, regardless of the efforts of enemies, whether they be kings, whether they be Jews or Gentiles, against him. O Lord, he reigns forever, and he is our King, and he is our Lord, and he is our Christ, and he is our Savior. Heavenly Father, we are thankful that He is our brother and that we are joint heirs together with Him of all that heaven has to offer. We thank Thee, Heavenly Father, that He is not ashamed to call us brethren. We are His this day. He is ours. But Heavenly Father, we have made our commitments in times past. There will be some commitments made today. But stir us up that our commitment now is greater than it's ever been and strengthen us in our resolve that we will love the Lord Jesus Christ. If you bless, none can hinder. If you do not bless, none can prosper. We depend upon Thee. All things are possible to Thee, but without Thee, nothing is possible. O Lord, help us. Bless us in everything that we do. O Lord, Let your people know that today is not a day for our heads to hang down and our weak and our knees to be weak, but we should lift up our heads in the victory that we share with our glorious, victorious Savior. Have mercy upon us now and stir us up in the combination of sobriety and gravity, of rejoicing and pleasure that we ought to have when we come to worship the Lord Jesus Christ. We're thankful to be in his house on his day. Let it be done in the spirit for each of us. I ask in Jesus' name, amen.